Welcome to Streaming Quick Thoughts, where we stream our quick thoughts on Chenny Topics. My name is Nathan. And I'm Daniel. And welcome to our podcast. So, Daniel, so many revelations. I really want to jump ahead in our Quick Thoughts releasing and give a big old spoiler warning if you're not caught up through 7 and 8 of WandaVision. Yes, because we're going to be talking about both episodes in this Quick Thoughts here. So definitely catch up on those because there is so much more to talk about in this last couple episodes that I am just excited about. Let's start with episode 7, right? We're going on to episode 7. Let's do the reveal at the end first because we had actually previously talked about that. The likelihood that Agnes was actually Agatha Harkness. Yes. And we pretty much call that at the beginning or we we're not not at the beginning but we much we definitely had a thought about that and we definitely put a pin on that and then the halloween episode attempted to throw us off it actually did throw me off it did not for me i was still more like but why are you what are you doing there right i think when you kind of put me back onto it with the halloween episode is the fact that everyone else that was completely outside of the radius was completely frozen and Mm -hmm. Agnes or Agatha being outside the radius, she was still semi-active. And when you mentioned that, that that put me back onto it. Yeah, exactly. So to me, that I was more like, "Mm, I don't know. I don't know. I think you're still trying to throw us off. So definitely the reveal at the end was very telling, of course, of obviously that this whole thing was Agnes or Agatha interfering with Wanda. But again, here's the thing, though, because in that episode... It kind of said who's been messing up everything, right? Right. It's been Agatha all along. Agatha's just kind of was messing with everything, which initially in episode seven, it ends giving you the idea that she actually created everything. She's actually started all of this right. completely with reveal of her grimoire mm-hmm. that I know a lot of people online were speculating maybe that was the Darkhold coming back again Mm -hmm. and they were just maybe that's where she was getting the power to create such a broad reality shifting thing but i'm not sure that is because one the dark hold looked pretty much the same in both runaways and agents of shield Mm -hmm. in the comics it has that very distinctive naming on it where it can be read backwards and forwards and this Mm -hmm. one didn't have any of that i think it was just supposed to be a creepy this is a realm that she set up separate and protected from wanda's manipulation Mm -hmm. definitely now of course this episode now confirmed or episode seven confirmed now the appearance of a new super powered person yeah with monica rambo coming into her powers right yeah It's interesting, right? Because in the comics, Monica's powers or Monica's abilities are that she's able to absorb energy. Yeah. And that's basically what she was doing is when she was passing through the second time, she was absorbing the energies, trying to fight and resisting the different identities that was trying to impose on her, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it seemed like that. And also, like, when she landed, for example, she would absorb that kinetic energy. All these other attacks at her, she was able to more or less, you know, reflect or absorb. So I'm going to be curious to see where they take her into the greater MCU. Yeah. Because she's going to be involved in anything that has S.W.O.R.D. And we know that Secret Wars is coming. So I'm thinking there might be a good chance she's going to be involved in that project as well. I think so, too. I think this is definitely not the last we're going to see of Monica Rambeau. I think we're going to see more of her coming up in other series. It will definitely be interesting to see how 
they develop and display her powers more in episode nine, just because again, like abilities that the characters have in the comics doesn't always translate to the abilities in the MCU. Sometimes uh, characters have certain additional abilities or sometimes they don't have any of those abilities at all. And sometimes characters are not given any abilities like Maria. Maria is supposed to have superpowers, but in a comic she does at least, but in the MCU she doesn't. So yeah. I mean, they do take a little bit of liberal changes. Now, speaking about we're going to see more of Monarch and Rambo, Act 3 of the series, the last three episodes, we are now starting to get the infamous Marvel mid credit scenes. After Quicksilver, or fake Pietro, catches up to her when she's snooping around Agatha's house, we don't see her again in Episode 8. Yeah, we don't. Her fate is yeah. still up in the air. Well, yeah. So we'll see what happens. And I'm sure she'll come back for Episode 9, of course, you know, but we'll see how she comes back. And if it would be to help Wanda, right? Yeah, and also missing from... Episode 8 was Darcy and Vision, pretty much. And Jimmy. I mean, all of these. The, yeah, pretty much. This was very centered around Wanda and Agnes. I mean, they we, yes, we had other characters. I mean, Vision appeared, but more in a flashback. He was there as a character, but it was not current Vision. Right. Now, if we're now talking about Episode 8, do you think, because I am putting a lot of chips into the camp that Agatha is not hurting Wanda. Agatha is actually trying to help Wanda. Well, Agatha was very much just trying to figure out how Wanda, you know, as you said, magic on autopilot. It was such a powerful thing. She's like, this is impossible. How are you doing this? Which ties into the reveal in the um, commercial Mm -hmm. where it was the Nexus anti-depression drug yeah now in the comics there's the nexus of all realities and every universe has a singular nexus being that's basically the center of the reality Mm -hmm. and you know who that nexus being is in the main marvel reality of the comics no in the comics i don't know is it wanda it's the scarlet witch which is why she was able to do things in the comics such as the time when she just i think it was the house of m Mm -hmm. series where she gets upset and she she just whispers no, no more, more mutants. mutants and yeah all the mutants almost all the mutants were gone yeah it's because she has that that insane level of power and the thing that i thought was interesting with this overall reveal is a hint or insinuate that scarlet witch didn't get her powers from the mind stone she had them all along yes that i thought was the biggest thing about it right is basically that she has chaos magic which when i went into looking a little bit more into chaos magic after the episode because this whole time we've been thinking that wanda couldn't have created this whole construct mainly because of what it's made out of it's Mm -hmm. made out of stuff that's that's basically fundamental radiation of the universe exactly and so far in the marvel universe or is in the mcu that kind of power is typically held by some kind of celestial being or an old being of some kind that's been around for millennia like 
Ego, for example, is one of those other characters that was able to create things like that, like like right. Ronda can, yeah, for example. Exactly. But that's because Ego has been around since the beginning of the universe. Mm-hmm. So because of that, I didn't really think that Wanda was able to create this thing. And that's why I think we both were kind of on that same camp because we're like, something else has to be at play here. In the comics, Chaos Magic is granted or is created or used by an elder god. Yeah. Right. And the elder god basically gives that power or part of that power to Wanda as a child. Because apparently Wanda was touched by the hand of this elder god. And so that's how she has these abilities. Now, we still don't know if that's how she got these abilities. But we all originally thought that how she gained these abilities was through the Infinity Stone, the Mind Stone. Which, and now we have the reveal that, no, the Mind Stone just kind of taught her how to use it. Yeah. But not only that, right? The Mind Stone became, in a way, part of her because that's how she was able to create vision in this new reality. Yeah, absolutely. And that's another thing with our episode 8 mid-credit reveal. We are getting very much typical MCU fashion. We're going to have our final fight between two superpower peoples with basically the same skill set. It's going to be Vision versus Evil Vision. It's going to be Wanda versus Agatha. See, and here's the thing. I don't know if Agatha is there to fight or defeat Wanda. I think they're going to come to blows a little bit, but I think I don't think they're going to be ultimately on the I I need to defeat Agatha per se because they're already kind of in a conflict state. So I think they're going you're going to get resolution that I don't think they're just going to now that she revealed that Wanda is the Scarlet Witch. I don't think they're ju- she's just going to let the kids go and go on her merry way. There's going to be a little bit more conflict resolution there is what I'm thinking before the main conflict resolution of the evil reanimated vision coming online and going into shut everything down yeah i think this is definitely a situation where agatha is going through very interesting in some cases extreme ways to basically try to nudge wanda out of the reality that she's in right i mean and even she even said so herself in the episode where she said i try to be gentle and try to nudge you out of this reality Mm -hmm. the only reason why we got to that point then is because she was like people from outside are starting to come in and are starting to mess this thing up i need to know how wanda is doing this now i don't think that Agatha is doing this out of the kindness of her heart because she felt sorry for Wanda. I mean, she's a little evil. She killed the dog. Oh, right. She killed Sparky. So (laughs) definitely that's worthy of John Wick coming after you. But Agatha definitely wants, definitely needs Wanda for something. Now, we don't know if that's specifically because Agatha has some kind of very selfish goals as far as like, I want to create something for myself or have something done for me. Or if it's something that's after Agatha and she needs to fight that something off in order for her to stay alive. And that's why she needs Wanda. More of a self-preservation type of thing rather than a selfish thing. Now, another thing that I'm kind of wondering about is they there's supposedly Paul Bettany mentioned there's an actor he always wanted to work with and never had the opportunity to and was going to make a big Luke Skywalker level reveal. 
everyone's still thinking that it was it's going to be Doctor Strange because of the tie into Multiverse of Madness. Mm-hmm. But at the at this point in time, I don't really see unless if they do a reveal that Mephisto is actually somehow involved, which we don't have anything even remotely hinting at that at this point. Yeah, I don't really see why we would need Doctor Strange to step in at this point. Yeah, we really don't. I mean, so far. There's no reveal that there's any other bigger threat other than just, at this point, Agatha with, you know, holding Wanda's kids hostage and the Vision 2.0 android that's out there. Beyond those two threats, there really doesn't seem to be anything bigger than those two threats that between Wanda and Vision, they wouldn't be able to handle it together. Yeah, so, I don't know, maybe just the big reveal was the fact that Paul Bettany gets to work with his favorite actor, Paul Bettany. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I was looking at that, at at the reveal at the end with the android, right, with Vision 2.0, with the gray one, you know, and I, I just kept thinking, like, man, Paul Bettany must have been, like, more makeup? More time sitting in a chair and having to do all that? Oh, man. Because <laughs> now I have to be gray and then I have to be purple? Come on. Now, the episodes have been getting slowly a little bit longer. That's true, yeah. This last episode 8 being the longest at 47 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of wondering how long the episode 9 is going to be. Oh, man. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. Um, Have we added a total runtime for WandaVision? It's somewhere between four and a half and five hours, I think. Nice. That's awesome. <laughs> that's pretty cool. That's and, and again, let's just take that into consideration. That is way longer than Avengers Endgame. Oh, yeah. I mean, it flows. It works. It's... As I said earlier, this is Act 3 of a really long movie. We had Mm -hmm. Act 1, where it's a setup. Act 2, things start falling apart. Act 3, we get the reveal that a lot of things are happening just to mess and interfere with Wanda's delusion. And we find out that it was trying to snap her out of it so she could find out why she was doing all these things. Mm -hmm. And now we're going to have our big final conflict of what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah, no. And uh, I definitely want us to have a conversation about the format of this versus the format of our, you know, the traditional films and whether or not we which one we think it's better and which one we think would be the better thing for the MCU in the long term. I definitely want us to have a conversation about that. But for this one, I think it definitely flowed really, really well. It's like you have the same three-part story arc, but just just broken down in episodes, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that that, I think it works so well. Well, I mean, with that question, Dan, do you think we have enough that we ha- haven't discussed that after episode nine comes out this week, we can record another full episode on all of WandaVision? I think so. I think we can. I think series from beginning to end, I think we can go back and sort of appreciate and talk about some of the, some of the things that we noticed early on. And, and I, I mean, I definitely, I think, might sit down after episode nine and watch the entire thing in one go and see how see how that experience is like versus watching it episodic. Absolutely. Yeah. I had the whole thing playing in the background while I was cleaning the house the other day and there's like layers that I completely missed in mm-hmm. the first episode that comes back in the yep. later episodes and I didn't catch those until I saw it all together so it's it's definitely something worth doing and checking out yeah. on a rewatch absolutely I'm definitely gonna once episode 9 comes out I'm definitely gonna rewatch the entire series and I think that we'll definitely have a lot to talk about uh, as a more retrospective from 
you know, from the first episode all the way up until the ninth episode. And and also how that's going to connect to Multiverse of Madness and, yeah. and the future of MCU and all that stuff. I think we're going to have a lot to talk about after episode nine comes out. And if any listeners have their opinion on should this be the format of MCU going forward, they can always reach us on Facebook at Streaming Thoughts and on Twitter at Streaming Geek. This has been Daniel. This has been Nathan. Thank, Thank you, you for listening. listening.